Hey, Steve. Yeah? We've got a printer at work that we've nicknamed Bob Marley. Know why? Why? Because it's always jamming. That's messed up. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast. My name is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host, and I am joined this week, as always, by my very good friend, Amanda Farrow, the Princess of Power. How are you? It's been kind of a lousy day, to be honest, but it's getting better because we're podcasting. We, in fact, are podcasting. This is my second day in a row podcasting, and we'll talk Woo! more about that in a little bit. So uh, this week... We're like this is this is episode two hundred and twenty seven, and we're in a really weird holding pattern. So we are. Uh, this so we're recording this on Tuesday, as is normal, and the big thing happening this week, which is why no one is really doing anything, is because Thursday Microsoft is doing the big deal. They're they're rolling out all the heavy cannons. All and, the first party games are going to be announced. And it's f- going to be a big deal. We know specifically that Halo is going to be there. So like if they're if somebody's if they're bringing out a next gen Halo game, nobody wants to touch that, right? No, like, zero people. You just leave. Yeah. And so as a result, Amanda and I had like a half hour long pre-show meeting trying to find something. And guess what we found? Uh I guess Paper Mario is cool, so we're going to talk about that. But uh, And also, <laughs> this weekend is Gen Con Online. So what, we've, what we're going to do is we're going to cover those in the next couple of weeks. But we, yes. we've got some exciting stuff to talk about engaged family gaming-wise. So we're going to yes. make our own news announcement and our mm-hmm. own – this is going to be our press conference. It's, it's our show now. And, and oh wait, it's always been our show. It's always been our show. But here's how here's how what I can say. It's no like cops. I'm, you are like the an actual journalist. So like I'm gonna be giving a press conference to you, literally just you. Awesome, um, perfect. I'm into it. It'll be Do great. It. So um so before we go too much farther, uh this podcast is sponsored by the Virtual Economy Podcast, hosted by Amanda Farrow and Mike Footer. You guys did, uh, you do two episodes a week, an interview and a news show. The news show, most weeks, obviously, you know, sometimes there's no news and sometimes there's no interviews. It's just how it works. Um, But this past week, you guys really, you guys really break it down. And so if you like what we talk about, where we kind of break down some of the gameplays focusing on uh, family friendly stuff, if you want a broader view, but also you want to know how the money is talking, they show you how the money talks because they talk about the money. So I definitely encourage you to listen to the two of them. They are, they have a wonderful rapport, obviously, because they are partners. <laughs> so it kind of works out. And uh, it's, it's, it's a great listen. So I encourage everybody to listen to that. It is a, a, a relatively new podcast, but you're coming up quickly on 50 episodes because you do two a week. And that is super exciting. Also, another sponsor, if I can plug Amanda's stuff, I can plug my own. I oh, just yeah. reported episode two of the EFG LFG PST podcast, which is our new World of Warcraft show. That's going to go live on Wednesdays. It's real good. You should listen to it. Yeah, I, um, 
it on average we've had one really good episode so like we average out real good so the math is pretty awesome uh that is me i with, like those uh, odds my, my longtime friend Dana, who will eventually be on a podcast with Amanda, I am sure, and they will get along great well, uh, great well, great, very well, because they will both sass me for different reasons. So it'll be great. Right. And so, yeah, listen to that. Look for that on this podcast feed every Wednesday. Uh, awesome. This week, we, this week, we gave some advice on what to do between now and uh, the release of Shadowlands. The new expansion. So we're giving some people oh. some hot tips on what to do. There's some stuff that's literally going away. They're just making it. It's just being deleted. Specifically, a giant five million gold dinosaur mount. Whoa. If you want the five million gold dinosaur mount, you have to do it. So if you want more tips, listen to that podcast. Awesome. I will be listening to that podcast. I don't even play WoW anymore. I just want to be in there. But we keep. But the best part is you can trade like 45 minutes of your week and feel like you play wow without having to actually play wow or pay the subscription correct how cool is that i love it and so there's that so before we get into the main topic we're gonna go around the horn now amanda you told me beforehand you've still been rocking ooblets oh yeah big still been rocking among trees you betcha and you've been playing persona 5 royal which is the definition of not an EFG appropriate game, and that's okay. Listen, you need to play video games. You're you are you you need to play games that you enjoy and you love it. And I do love it, and I'm 56 hours into this damn game. And so that means so, you are roughly one third of the way through that game. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm closing in on halfway. For those that don't know, Persona is very long. Yes. It is, it is a long. Shin Megami Tensei game, which you do you know, when you clean it up. Yeah, <laughs> it's just actually it's quite just the way that we roll. It's just um, the way we roll in Persona. It is a game that I want to play, but I'm going to need to find a couple hundred hours that are. I don't know. It might never happen, and that's okay. It's a it's a it's a successful game without me playing it. Um. So you have been very busy with stuff that you talked about last week and Persona, yes. but I'm bringing the new heat this week. Do so it. What did you play this counting week? Counting on me. So I'm going to talk about two games. All right. So it is my responsibility this week to bring the new game Thunder. And I have two games to bring this week. We're going right, to talk about Paper Mario in a minute. But first, I want to talk about a little video game called Panzer Paladin. Amanda, I know you know this game because it was at PAX East. Not this year. I was Maybe year. it was here this year. I wasn't there. It was there last year, mm-hmm. and uh, it had the big orange mech suit thing. Mm-hmm. You remember that one? I do remember that one because it was pixels and mech suits, and hello, I love mech suits. Mechs uh, are my thing. No, mechs are my thing. Mechs are our thing. Okay, they Shared can be our thing. thing. We can share things. So I played this demo. Now, remember, this was PAX East 2019, so you know how crazy busy I was. You and I were so busy that we did not get to speak to each other, but for maybe 30 seconds. Yeah, we basically high-fived on the showroom floor a couple times, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. And oh, I, I went and visited you at a panel that you had to leave early. Right, that that's that true. Was, that was the only other time. And, and part of that was because you helped me get all sorts of appointments that I never would have been able to get. But I played this game four times at PAX. Four times. 
every time I walked by, there was an empty controller. I was like, oh, I guess I need to make sure that I, this is this is just a crime. I need to play it. And so here's the the elevator pitch on Panzer Paladin. Panzer Paladin is Blaster Master, but instead of a tank, you get into a Gundam. Ooh, that's a good elevator pitch. Tell me more. Right? Uh, well, there, that's really the the bulk of it. So you so you are a little dude that is it really reminded me of the robot ninja guy from Overwatch. What's his name? Genji. Uh, Genji. Yeah. So you're that's like Paul's Genji. Main. Okay, so you're Genji. And you're running around. You've got like a bionic commando, like energy whip, so you can use to like platform between stuff. You got all sorts of stuff going down. That's rad. And you get into this big. I'm presuming it's called a Panzer Paladin. I don't know. It's you get in this big orange mech suit, and you go through these Mega Man esque platforming levels. the The big key is you're picking up these weapons from enemies or hidden behind walls or in chests, whatever mm-hmm. the different weapons have different stats. Uh, they do break over time. So you can collect them. And if you, okay. all of your weapons break, then you just punch dudes. But I what's love punching super dudes. awesome. Yes. As a giant mech, punching dudes as a giant mech. Yes. Is great. Um, but what I really dig about it is you also have the opportunity to break the weapon. And if you break the weapon deliberately, it unleashes a mega attack. So I had a pole arm at one point and I like broke it and it did like a crazy lightning thing that hit the whole screen. So you get to and obviously if the weapon, at least at that point, a lot could have changed in a year and a half because uh, I haven't gotten to this point playing it myself today because it just came out today uh, is that if the weapon was about to break, the attack that you used when you broke it was a little bit weaker, right? And that makes sense. Okay, so weapons. The weapons break, you can punch stuff. What else? So a lot of the the parts that I really like about this game are the exploration within the levels because you need to get in and out of the mech in order to get through certain areas so there's some places where you have to be in this weekend state as this little dude oh that's cool very kind of like yeah like blaster master and it's kind of titanfall-ish yes i can't imagine that 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 wasn't at least part of the inspiration Mm -hmm. this screams blaster master but you're right titanfall some of those elements some of the situations that you get put in i'm sure were like from a level design perspective i'm certain that that was an influence this is super cool it's 20 bucks it's right now uh, i'm looking it up. up it's on switch and steam i'm looking right now to see if it is on ps4 and xbox one and let's see here uh, uh ign gave it an 8.0 and let's see here it is on oh it's on switch and on steam right now Okay. And awesome. uh, yeah, the, generally, it looks like the press are all agreeing with me right now. This is getting good, uh, good reviews all over the place. A lot of the, the theme in the way that I'm seeing people cover it and talk about it is that this is one of those games that is going to be very quietly awesome. You know, mm, a and sleeper hit. A sleeper hit. So. I would encourage everybody to keep your eyes on this game. If anything that I said sounds good, it it's sounds only good. 20, it's 20 bucks. 
put at the very least put it on your wish list and grab it when it's on sale. Like Let's if you put it. this on your Steam wish list, I would be stunned if this was not on a really great deal eventually. I fully support this game. So so that's Panzer Paladin. That's the new quick thing. It came out today. The real hotness this week is Paper Mario Origami King. I'm so jealous that you've got to, that you've had time with it. My uh, my husband James ended up, you know, bogarting my my copy of the game because it is it is here on my desk. It is yeah. right here, in fact. In your hand. In my hand. But and what cartridge is in the box? It is, in fact, empty. Oh, it's empty. <laughs> well, I mean, at least he didn't put another game in there. I mean, that was sweet of him. That's true. That was so, so. I have not gotten a chance to play this game, so I'm very very interested to hear what your experiences with Paper Mario have been so far. So the first thing I want to say is that this is the first game in a while that everyone in our house has played except the general, including Maggie. In fact, she was the first person to play it. So we grabbed it, we brought it home, and I had some stuff to do for you know publishing for EFG, so I actually really didn't get a chance to play it. The next day... We, you know, we woke up and she just went right to town on this game and she played it for a couple hours before she started bumping into some uh, some of the puzzles that were a little harder for her. Fortunately, she has older brothers who were able to help the uh, she loved it. Uh, my son Jacob loved it. Uh, Evan played it for most of today, you know, for work, of course, for work, of course, work. now that he is a published uh, reviewer and game critic because his cross-code review went up yesterday. so now, But now that he is a, a published game critic, uh, it's it's important. He's got to keep up on the times, you know what I mean? So he put some muscle into Paper Mario Origami King, and I put some time into it this evening. Finally, I was able to wrestle it away from them. This game is way prettier than it has any right to be. That's the first thing I'm going to say. It is the little touches that make a really big difference with Paper Mario games. It's the little details on the character models, the way that Mario moves, just, you know, because he's a 2D piece of paper. And so when he's moving around in a 3D space, he behaves and moves like a 2D piece of paper in a 3D space, and it is so cool. That's awesome. I'm really looking forward to playing this game. Yeah, the origami characters, like the the enemies, etc., they all look really cool they really look like they were just folded so they've got like these they, they they clearly nintendo the developers definitely made a really distinct texture for origami and Makes made sense. It, and wanted to make it different mm-hmm. and noticeably different from mm-hmm. the 2d characters right. so and to the point where they're at the corners on uh, on them are kind of rounded Whereas everything's sharp on the, on the, like the sticker, you know, the, the yeah. Mario and his models. I'm not articulating it super well, but like you can tell when you look at them, they look like they were almost made by completely different teams, like with uh, completely different levels of attention to detail applied to them. It's super cool. The other thing it's about this awesome. game. The Nintendo, you know what the Nintendo Twitter account did is they, they actually do? had um, a couple of demonstrations about how to make some of those origami characters well, with awesome. actual for realsies origami. Uh, gonna have to do that. I'm terrible with origami. My like my paper crafting skills are very bad, but I love watching it. You know who is surprisingly good? 
my oldest son. And he actually asked if there was a collector's edition of this game that came with an origami book. Because he thought that that would have been a really smart collector's edition if they had I done agree. like one of those origami kits. Yeah. I was Man, like... the kids would have loved that. Uh, we would have had to buy the collector's edition. We would have too. Vivi loves origami. But if Nintendo's doing videos, then that's probably good enough. And I'm sure, you know, somebody will do it. We're going to have to take a look at those. That would look great on the Instagrams. So this is, the other thing about this game is it's hilarious. And it's funny. Thing, I will admit some of the things made me laugh that I wasn't expecting to. Like the fact that they, the opening of the game, Mario and Luigi are driving in a Mario Kart cart. Like really, I just <laughs> thought that was funny. That's great. I'm like, are you guys driving That's responsibly charming. in that thing? Because I've never seen you drive responsibly in those things. No, they because just normally... red each other. Exactly. And so the <laughs> just some of the dialogue between the various characters is just. Is it cheeky? Uh, I don't know how you mean cheeky. It is. There's tons of puns. It's oh. tons. Lots of like really inside jokes. There is some deep so... cuts. Some meta Nintendo. humor. Oh, yeah. Tons of it here. Awesome. It is, this is a game that, from a design standpoint and from a humor standpoint, is made for me. The challenge, and this is some of the stuff that I've seen, you know, other folks talking about, my own kids talking about, is the combat system is less of an RPG combat system. It really is more of a puzzle game where you are, you're timed and you got to move the enemies around and make some light RPG decisions, but a lot of it is, yeah. can you do that puzzle? Yeah, and, and that's what I've—that's what Paper Mario has really evolved into since, I think, the Wii? Yes. I'm pretty sure. I think that the Wii was the last Paper Mario game that was like a Mario RPG. Our Paper yes. Mario RPG. Yes, absolutely. And so what that did is that created a situation where... It kind of gated my kids. Uh, specifically, yeah. Maggie really struggled with the the, the kind of the spatial reasoning. That's with that. hard. Because it's not just – if it was just twisting the dials, she would mm -hmm. definitely be able to do it, right? Yeah. So for those that don't know, the way that the combat works is Mario is thrown into the middle of a circular arena. Mm -hmm. And he is surrounded by between four and five rings that each have spaces on them. And – on those on different spaces on those rings are the enemies and the idea is you can either select one of the rings or one of the rows in front of him or behind him etc and you can either shift it and move the enemies with them or you can twist the circles and the idea is to try and move the enemies into specific patterns in as few moves as possible because you are timed and if you can get them into the perfect position you get an attack power boost and it makes it easier to eliminate the enemies and if you eliminate the enemies faster, you take less damage. That's the bulk of the RPG combat. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, it was tough. Maggie, you know, bounced off it a bit, needed some help from her older brother. I suspect that that's going to be how a lot of the combat works for her. Uh, if, she, if she plays it anymore. You know, she says she loved it, that she enjoyed the combat. She was able to do the reading. The reading is there, but it's, not, but it's not impossible. They okay. definitely, you know, they're not, this is not Shakespeare level stuff, right? Like this is, you know, it's readable mm -hmm. and she's for reference going into third grade, but the combat is definitely going to be a barrier for some folks. And there are some people that just don't like it. They would prefer like a traditional turn-based 
thing. But uh, all I can say to those folks is uh, Thousand Year Door was on GameCube and we're never getting that again. No, we're never getting a Thousand Year Door again, ever. So it would be nice if they would just re-release a Thousand Year Door, but they're not going to make a new one. And so we just have to accept that this is what we've got. If that and what I would say is, go watch a YouTube video of just the combat. I am sure now here we are, what seventy two hours, no more than that. We're on five days after the release date. Mm-hmm. There are probably six million conservatively videos of the Paper Mario combat, and really all you have to do is see it to see whether or not that's the kind of puzzle you'd be down with, and just picture yourself doing that hundreds and hundreds of times. If that sounds exciting to you buy into this game immediately if that bothers you then go watch a let's play um watch a let's play or play panzer paladin uh and it'll save you 40 bucks put put panzer paladin directly in your veins do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars. (laughs) exactly i i think this is going to be one of those things i I am looking forward to the 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 funny humor and the stupid stuff like all the bosses are like arts and crafts supplies i love it uh, including a Gatling gun made of colored uh, colored pencils, just to give people an, like a real illustration. I, no pun intended. This is actually, I, I wish I could say that I intended that pun, but I didn't. So I'm super excited about Paper Mario Origami King. And I definitely would encourage everybody to, to give it a look. If the combat sounds questionable, which I get it, especially Not if you don't like puzzles, I would... Watch a YouTube video. There are plenty of them. This so, so that's around the horn this week. Two games. Not bad. Pretty good. Other than that, we're playing the usual suspects. I've still been playing World of Warcraft. And, you know, nothing I'm new I'm going to eventually happened. get back to Final Fantasy fourteen. Exactly. And you're, you're, I, the, I do know, thanks to my good friend Amanda, that I have the ability to stream World of Warcraft now. So that will be happening... In, in the evenings on our Facebook page, soonish. So just make sure you like our Facebook page. We'll figure it out. So the real topic, Amanda, we yeah. had uh, what project managers refer to as a scrum this weekend. Did you know that? They call it a scrum? I, I did know that. I, I used to do project management. All right. So why didn't they, they change the name like every other year? So I didn't know when you picked up, when, when the scrum thing showed up. So I figured I don't it's know. It's from it Agile Development. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's from Agile Project Management. So yeah, that was like my last year of university okay. that we started learning about Agile. So yeah. All right. Good stuff. So you know, because sometimes it's a scrum, sometimes it's a sprint, sometimes it's some other made up word. Who knows? We had Depends one on of whether them. or not you use Jira, I guess. Uh yeah, exactly. We all we just got super nerdy, folks. Uh but what we did do is we all dig- shared a digital space and a bunch of EFG volunteers crushed it this past weekend, making some new content. And we, the biggest thing we did is we published four very large lists on our website that are, we are referring to as the EFG essentials. Mm-hmm. Now, what those are is they are lists of 25 games each, which, as I found out, is a big deal to publish in WordPress, by the way. Yep. And what they are is they are our recommendations for people that own those consoles. Now they are not the best games on that console. They no. are not, that's not what they're intended to be. It's not, they're not ranked. What they are is they are, if you own this system 
or just came into it and you're looking for games to play, these are the 25 games that we generally would recommend as a great starting point for everyone. And so yeah. we have one for Switch, one for PS4, one for Xbox One, and we also have a board game one that was largely created and drafted and written by Linda Robel, who will be back next week. For Otherwise known as the Mistress of Magnificence. Yeah, Mistress of Magnificence will be back with us next week to talk all about the board game choices. I'm now, excited. we're going to talk about the three video game lists. Now, I'm going to tell you what we are not going to do. We are not going to go through all three of these lists letter for letter because that would be mega boring. Also, we have these things on our website that you can go to. They're right on the front page, easy to find. Um, what I thought we would do, Amanda, is yes. you know kind of hop through this list and start with the Switch one yeah, and just kind of highlight what we think are some of the choices that are on there. Just talk about what we find interesting, mm -hmm. and then we'll move on to the PS4 and then to the Xbox One, and we'll go from there. What do you think? That sounds awesome. Let's do it. So I, why don't you start? You've, okay. you've, got your, you've got the list there. Which pick that we have do you think is uh, worth mentioning? Hands down, a game that I 100% of the time recommend to 100% of people that first pick up a Switch, if it's not, um, my goodness, if it's not Battle Chef Brigade, it's Adventure Pals. So I sure. want to talk about the Adventure Pals. So the Absolutely. Adventure, the Adventure Pals came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. This game is a wacky platformer where you get to play as a little kid who is trying to save his dad from an evil genius, essentially. And your best friend is Sparkles the Giraffe. And of Sparkles course. the Giraffe uses, uses their tongue to be a helicopter. So that's how you double jump in this game. Yep. Um, it is, it's got a wacky sense of humor. It's very funny. Like, it is funny because it's punny. It's funny because there are lots of um, there's lots of wordplay. There are some weird witticisms that only adults would really understand, but it's not too adult for children. Uh, there, there's a lot of references, like there's a lot of meta humor for the adults so that we can be like, ah, I see what you're saying here. I see what you're doing. That's a good one. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. And I, I love that kind of meta humor. I know you do too. Um, so the best thing about the Adventure Pals though outside of the writing and how cute the graphics are is in the gameplay itself. This is a solid platformer. It was my game of my kid friendly game of the year for 2018. It genuinely was. It was that good for in in my opinion, it was that good. So I cannot recommend the Adventure Pals enough. If you and your kid are interested in like going through this adventure together, it's also fully cooperative for two players. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're, you were the inspiration as to why this game got on this list because you recommended it so profusely. I played it. We've reviewed it. It is one of our favorite games as well. It absolutely needed to be on this list when we made it. Because, again, we wanted to make sure that we included games that some folks might not think about. Exactly. But that are that, that are absolutely something to keep your eye on. And the good advantage, the, the real advantage to Adventure Pals is it's also very inexpensive. So for folks who are 
looking for a game on the Switch, maybe you, you know you don't have sixty bucks to buy a brand new game because yeah. the reality is a lot of first party Nintendo games don't drop in price. Nope. So you want something new, you want something good, you don't want to spend sixty dollars. Fair enough. You can play Adventure Pals. Speaking of games that are very good, sometimes forgotten and also under the $60 price point, I want to talk about probably the best deal in video games on the Nintendo Switch. Tell me. That's Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. Oh, man. I know how much you love Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight was one of our games of the decade when we made that list towards the end of last year. And I had to fight to get it on that list because I was making that list with my son, who is who remarkably I still hired, even though he besmirched the name of Shovel Knight. <laughs> I just want everybody to know that I am a, a, a just employer because I, I was thinking about letting, holding that against him, but I didn't. Shovel Knight Treasure Trove includes six video games right now. What? And it's $25. So you get Shovel Knight. Oh, wait, maybe it's five. Hold on. Let's do the math together. You get Shovel Knight, yep. Plague Knight, mm-hmm. King Knight. Uh-huh. Who's that's three. Fifth? Oh, man. Who's the other guy? Uh, there's the Plague Knight. There's Spectre Knight. So that's four. Plus a Super Smash Brothers-esque battle game. I'm not even joking. Where you can play all the different characters and you bounce around. It's like a party combat fighting game. All for $25. This is amazing pixel art. It is super hysterical. Because let's be honest, guys. You are a knight fighting with a shovel. For real. And for real. it is, it pretends to be an 8-bit game, but there's way too many colors. It takes all the best parts of every good game from the NES and just lets you play them. I, I would not be mad if somebody bought a Switch and this was the first game they bought. It is very good. So I, you mentioned Adventure Pals. I was going to rock another independent platforming game and i couldn't go without talking about my boy shovel knight also he has an amiibo and yes i do in fact own it that's because really great, of though. because of course i do Duh. it's the only it's the only amiibo we have ever pre-ordered in this house because of so course many, i did i have so many amiibos i even yeah. imported two from japan <laughs> well they were the they're the 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 dragon ones right yeah those are the monster, hunter, the monster hunter stories um amiibo because they're amazing they're also hecking cute, which is yeah. your, your aesthetic specifically. Extremely my aesthetic. So what else you got? All right. Ex- speaking of extremely my aesthetic, but also completely out of left field for people that don't know me, I love Tetris. So I want to talk about Tetris 99, even though I know that you and I both share this as a shared love. I have sunk so many hours into this game. I didn't think I would like it. Like when I first picked it up, when I'm like, I'm going to get Nintendo online, I will probably not enjoy playing Tetris 99 because it is a Tetris Battle Royale. And that's very, very silly. It is so good, though. It is so good. That gameplay loop is it's all Tetris, but it's bonkers. It's Tetris turned up to like 12. And I didn't think Tetris could get turned up that high. It's so good. It's so good. Like, I cannot say enough enough great things about Tetris 99. What's your experience with Tetris 99? It was almost my game of the year last year. It, it came close. I know. We, we talked about this and I wasn't even kind of ashamed. So what I really like about Tetris 99 
is that it forces you to play Tetris well, which yes. is difficult, but it also it forces you to play it fast. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of folks that really like to try and take their time and really only focus on like the early game, right? And they just kind of bail at the top because they just want a relaxing game. Tetris 99 is not that. Tetris 99 is at the at the peak of its difficulty within seconds. And sometimes you just get messed up. But it also encourages you to learn some other game mechanics because you have to learn how to attack and defend yourself by, you know, holding up. Yeah. You know, and also figuring out how to attack other players and how to not draw attention to yourself. I love games like Battle Royale games where you can, you know, my strategy in Fortnite is to hide. I love to hide. It drives my kids nuts because they're like, Dad, why are you hiding? And I'm like, because everyone else is getting themselves. All I got to do is just wait. And that works in Tetris sometimes because if you hide and you don't get crazy and you don't attack the wrong people, you can kind of quietly move on. But eventually it's going to get real. And that's the problem in Fortnite is when it gets real, I've got nothing. I don't know how to play that game. But Tetris, I can play. So I really appreciate that it forces me to ball out, as it were, at the right moments. So I, I absolutely support you talking about it. Tetris 99 was one of the first games I put on this list. Now, some people might be like, how do you do this? Tetris 99 is part of Switch Online. So is it the same as buying a game? Because I had some people ask that. There's two things going on. One, you can actually buy Tetris 9 individually now without mm-hmm. – there's, bo- there's a boxed version of it. Yep. But for my for me, I think Nintendo Switch Online is worth it in and of itself. And oh, yeah. Tetris 99 comes with it. Yeah. So it, $20 a year is worth it for Tetris 99 – Plus all the other stuff Nintendo throws in to make it worth it. So uh, I, that's why I wanted to put it on this list and leave it there. The, the Amazon link that is on our list is to the boxed copy, which also happens to come with a year of Nintendo Switch Online. Awesome. They needed to do something. So, yeah. How about one more from the Switch list, and then we'll hop on over to PS4. Okay. What else can we talk There's so many good things on the Switch list. Like, there's lots of first-party stuff that you're already going to know because you've heard us talk about it for hours on end, like Pokemon, and we've got, you know, Yoshi's Crafted World on here and Dragon Quest. We should I, talk about Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, okay. I was about to I was about to say that. So Luigi's Mansion is a is like a stealth first party game. Cause I think a lot of people just take it for granted and don't really pay attention to it. Luigi's it Mansion is, is so good. It is so good. I so when it first came out, because it came out on um on Halloween last year and it was my I did an all-day stream of horror games of kid-friendly horror games and survival games all day dressed up as Morticia Adams so I have really really fond memories around being Morticia and unboxing Luigi's Mansion because they sent because Nintendo when I was working at Super Parent they were so good to me they're still really good to me like don't get me wrong um but I'm like you know, I'm not working at Super Parent anymore, so I'm not like that person. But anyway, so Luigi's Mansion 3 has a really special place in my heart. It is a the Luigi's Mansion series is so subversively excellent as a puzzle game that people often forget that it it it, it exists. Mm-hmm. It's 
it's definitely spooky. Like, it's silly, yes, but Vivi's playing Luigi's Mansion 3 right now for the first time on her own because she can read, and she's finding it seriously spooky because when Luigi gets creeped out, Vivi gets creeped out. Sure. So the aim of the game is, or the, the um, rather, the setup for the game is you go to this creepy mansion, which is not a creep. Well, you go to this hotel because you're invited to a hotel, and you show up, and you check in with your with Mario and Peach is there and the Toads are there and you've got um, Polterpup with you, which is Luigi's dog, who's a ghost. And check into this hotel and everything seems fine until it's not. And suddenly you end up in this position where the uh, proprietor of this now spooky hotel. Um, has trapped everyone that you know, including the good professor, into portraits. And you have to somehow rescue them. So that's the entirety of the game, is you're going around looking for buttons to get to different floors in this hotel, and you're rescuing your 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 family, your friends, and the professor. The professor is the first one you, res- you end up rescuing because you couldn't do the rest of the game without the professor. You need his, access to his, to his brain and to his gadgets. So... Okay. So yeah, that's like the entirety of the game, and you have to go around and solve puzzles using your uh, the polter the poltergust, which is like your vacuum cleaner that like sucks things up or blows blows things away, and you have a special flashlight um, that scares ghosts away or makes them freeze so that you can suck them up and you can beat them up with your with your poltergust. I think that's mm-hmm. what it's called. Um, I think so. But it is it is a really charming fun beautiful game that is it's easy for little ones to really sink into it does require this is it's early reader friendly but i would suggest that if you have a kid that's in like first grade or early second grade like sit down sit down with said child and and read it together and go through the story together otherwise they'll miss things and you know some of the some of the mechanics can get kind of obtuse towards yeah. you know the mid game things start to get a little bit weird in terms of what it's requiring you to do and how it's requiring you to solve the puzzles so yeah and i think that advice applies to just about every game i mean that's true that's but, fair that's but universal. this one especially yeah i think so anyway anyway it's a wonderful game if you have not played luigi's mansion 3 it is really fun and really cute and just a little bit spooky absolutely so that is the that's it for the Switch. Now, obviously, there's, there's 25 so many games more. on there. 25 games on there. I just don't need to tell people listening to this podcast to play Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild again. True. But we if you know. haven't heard it from me, go play Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And if you played it already and you haven't played it in a while, uh, do it again. Just make a new account. Anyway, let's go to the PlayStation 4 list. Awesome. Speaking of games that I probably shouldn't shout about, but I'm going to do it anyway. Do it. I'm just going to hop right in. Do it. And say that the game that is on this list that I think everyone, that no one should sleep on, everyone should grab because it has a sequel coming, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm. Now, Horizon Zero Dawn is a T-rated stealth action game. The stealth, little clunky, that's okay. You don't really have to be. It is. It features a cool female character who is relatable. 
it is a essentially a fantasy world mm-hmm. that you will understand more of as the story goes on. The story is cool. The everything about it is really neat and fun and gorgeous. And and then you you took the words right out of my mouth. It is one of the best looking video games on the PlayStation 4. Period. Full Correct. stop. And that's including games that came out three years later, right? They're talking about Ghost of Tsushima is the best thing ever. Sure, it probably is, but I... But, like, hear us out, Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, but hear us out, Horizon Zero Dawn also, that's a rated M game, whereas Horizon Zero Dawn is rated T, so we've got it here. It is absolutely astonishingly beautiful, and it has a sequel coming to the PlayStation 5. So this is one of those games we encourage, I encourage everybody to play it the good news about playstation first party games is that they actually do go down in price so you can usually get this one including the dlc which i encourage you to play yeah you can get the game of the year edition i have seen it on sale for ten dollars give horizon zero dawn your money for ten bucks generally it's twenty dollars but if you around the holiday time I saw it several times on several different places for 10 bucks. Now, interesting factoid, this game's coming to PC in August. It is. I think I might pick it up on PC because I want to see how pretty this game is with my rig. Yeah, me too. Me too. Also, I want to see if somebody puts mods in so I could turn the giant Thunderjaw into Thomas the Tank Engine. I'm just saying. Oh Um, my goodness, you anarchist. My favorite mods of any PC game is turn the big bad guy into either Thomas the Tank Engine or Macho Man Randy Savage. Because These the are reality both excellent is, options. Um, playing Skyrim, where all the dragons shout like Macho Man Randy Savage, is it is a spiritual experience. So, <laughs> so that's my spiritual first spiritual experience. Um, yeah, it, oh darn goodness. right it is. So. All right. So that's my first recommendation right off the the PlayStation 4 list. It's Horizon Zero Dawn. It is an absolute must play. Absolutely. It's gorgeous. I love it. I need to finish that game eventually, but I'm hoping if I buy it on PC, maybe I'll finish it. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you will. You will. Because I'll harass you until you do so. Do it. In a pleasant way. uh, Yes. Pleasantly harass me. All right. So we need to talk about one of my favorite games of all time on PlayStation, period. We're talking about all generations of PlayStation at this point. Okay. And this is one of my favorite games. I've reviewed it twice. I talk about it all the time. uh, When I talk about games that have brought me to tears, that have moved me, um... And and okay, just made me and made me feel things that video games often don't make me feel. We gotta talk about Journey. Yeah, yeah. It's it was our game of the year the year it came out. Yeah, it's a it's beautiful. Um, when it fr- it came out on PlayStation Three, and when it first came out, it was that was probably one of my favorite. Um, yeah, I think it was probably one of my favorite game reviews from from back in that era of writing for me. I don't have it anymore because that site doesn't exist anymore. But I want to give Journey some some words because Journey on PlayStation 4 is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it is an exquisite experience. So we have it marked as an adventure art game. This game is, there's no talking. It's cooperative, but it's subversively cooperative. You don't really know the person who's on the other side, who's walking with you, who could be adventuring with you because they fade in and out of your game over time, depending on who's playing and 
and uh, that kind of thing. So journey is from my perspective, like what I got out of journey is discovering your roots and discovering your, your civilization's roots and where you come from as a person and what, what beautiful highs that could take you to. So like the sand surfing level literally moved me to tears. I wept with joy when I played that level. Like it made me feel exhilaration. Like I've never felt before. And like, I used to go snowboarding. Like I'm no, I'm no slouch when it comes to, Hey, I'm going to go hurdle myself down a hill for a while. But for whatever reason, the way that that game company pulled journey together in that specific moment was so exhilarating. It moved me to tears and it does that every single time. So it moves you to those wonderful, exhilarating highs and it takes you down to these crushing, depressing, scary lows so that you can be built right back up into these beautiful, like these, these, these beautiful um, peaks. I guess we'll call them. So Journey is is also one of the first games that I got my youngest son to play. Um, I put the controller in his hands and I said, all right, here you go. I, I want you to play this game. I want you to experience this game. There's no reading. There's no talking. You just like just play the game, buddy. You just go and do the thing. And so being able to hand that over to him and him to tell like, and for him to tell me, and he's like five years old at this point, And he's like, mama, I really liked that game. And he's played it like four times. He loves that game. It moves him too. I don't think it moves him in quite the same way, but I think that he loves the art so much and he loves the flowing scarf and the floating around and the magic. And it's just, I don't know. Journey is just an exquisite experience. Everyone should experience it. Pick it up now on PlayStation 4. You can also get it on PC and iOS. But PlayStation 4 is where it's best. For the record, if you ever want to review it again, we have a place for it here. Uh, so if you need to <laughs> review it a third time, like if you want to go for the hat trick, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's three, right? As is my Canadian want as a hockey fan. All right. But a hat trick is three, right? Yes, hat trick is three. Right. No, you're, the, you're good. Okay. Nailed it. Uh, if you ever need that. Always welcome here. I love I it. Love Catharsis. The, the adventure art game thing partially was because we just went looking elsewhere to see who could categorize it. Because I just no had it can. as an adventure game, but it is way different. So we, I, I actually saw that somewhere else. And I was like, that, that makes sense to me because it really is an artistic experience. It is also one that is easy to share because it is a relatively short game. I remember playing through this game like four or five times showing it to everyone, everyone that would be willing to. I remember showing it to my mom and it's yep. so, yeah. I showed so it to my journey dad. Is super cool. Yeah. It's wonderful. Play it. It's gorgeous. It's worth it. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, uh, right now the horizon zero dawn complete edition is $10 and 99 cents on Amazon. Well, I would, I would buy it again. Okay. Uh, I believe you. I would buy it again. Okay, so I, I'm. we're going to go with one more, maybe two. I, I, I want to make one distinction. Okay. Because we put all – so with the Xbox One and the PS4 list, I, we list – we made a point to list all the sports games because I think for a lot of folks, that's like their go-to, right? 
if your kid's a football game, a football fan or a soccer fan or a basketball fan, it's really easy for them to engage in these sports games. Mm -hmm. And they're just like an easy purchase because if they're NFL fans, they're going to recognize Madden. They're going to recognize the players, et cetera. One of the games that is on uh, that is on the list for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One that is not the most recent year mm-hmm. is WWE 2K19. And we made a conscious choice to do that. And that is because WWE 2K20 is hot garbage. So we just the worst. <laughs> it was just the worst. Just the worst. And when I say bad, like how bad arguably a bad Madden game is still well above average because Madden is well put together. And so it's got core, the core fundamentals are great. The problem with WWE 2K20 is that it was fundamentally broken, meaning you could have wrestling matches where the the matches, you just got stuck in between them. The bug videos on Instagram and YouTube are still very much worth watching. That is the only part of that game that is worth talking about. So, but but we still recognize that there are a lot of kids that love them some wrestling. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. There are a lot of grown men like myself and grown women who love them some wrestling. So what we wanted to do was put the WWE game on there. And so what we did is I talked to Jeff Walker, who is our community manager, who plays every single WWE game, and I asked him, bro. I want to include a WWE game. When was the last time it was really good? And he said, you know what, man? Actually 2019. So that one is on there. The upside is that it's cheaper. So because it's a little bit older. The downside is it doesn't have some of the brand newest wrestlers. But most of those guys are still in there. Maybe some of them got fired. <laughs> They're in AEW now. But whatever, we'll be okay. Not our, not really our issue. Nope. Um, so... I wanted to make I wanted to just bring out that one distinction because you're gonna see like NBA 2K20 and Madden and FIFA etc. WWE sitting in the past, but that's because that's the good one. Sure. But we expect that that will change in the future because there's there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. So Absolutely. yeah, wanted to add that little point of clarification on why we got the old WWE game. It's not because we made a mistake. No, it it's because very... 2K20 is hot garbage. Exactly. So we made a calculated editorial decision. How about that? All right. Yes, calculated, calculated cal- editorial decision. Sounds good. Calcul- that sounds like my language, in fact. Um, I am slowly turning into you. That's perfect. Just, that sounds good. Uh, eventually, that's going to get weird. But for now, Meh. I'll just be, you know, ca- I was going to say the calculated editorial decision was my folk funk cover band. <laughs> that's good. So uh, what I else saw do you got? You did? You saw them in 98 before anyone else knew who they were. Before anybody else knew who they were. Um, What else can we talk about on here? There's so much good stuff. Let's just um, pick one that like really okay. just fires out at you. All right. I want to talk about Final Fantasy 15. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Let's talk about Final Fantasy 15. So Final Fantasy 15 came out in 2016. Yep. And it was one of those games where I didn't really know what to expect other than I'd been waiting for this game for a really long time. Like because a billion years. It was like 10 years, it felt like, at that point, that I'd been waiting for this game. Because I didn't care for 13. 12 wasn't really my jam. 11 was online, so obviously I played it. But the last 
Final Fantasy game that I really grokked and that really resonated with me was Final Fantasy X and Final Fantasy X 2. Mm -hmm. So Final Fantasy 15, I know that lots of folks didn't really resonate with it. Like it was not as critically well received. Um, I think as Square Enix, Square Enix East was hoping, but I personally loved the vast majority of this game. I loved the um, I loved the meta humor. I loved the little slices of Japanese, like modern day Japanese culture. Uh, but the, the conceit of the game is very Final Fantasy. It's a, it's a coming of age story, just like we have on the site, um, that talks about Prince Noctis, who goes from being like this sullen teenager and he's got to grow up because, you know, he's suddenly in charge of a kingdom and that kingdom is being overtaken by a fascist regime, essentially. And he's got to find his bride and he's got to figure out, you know, how to right the world again, which is a very Final Fantasy theme. So what I love about this game is I love how approachable combat is, how dynamic combat is, like where you're constantly moving between your party members and you're constantly moving between the magic that you do and the weapons that you have. And then you move into something that's really sweet, like sitting around a campfire at the end of the day, where Ignis, who is like the smart guy, is also your cook. And he's constantly coming up with new recipes. And there's something like ridiculously charming about like, I've come up with a new recipe, you know, because you've defeated this monster and you've picked up its meat, I guess. I'm not sure. But this game is so ridiculously charming. It's got problems with it, like gameplay problems. It's got some narrative issues, like every Final Fantasy game has narrative issues. Um, except for maybe 6. I think 6 is the only one that has no narrative issues. I guess if you overlook the ghost train. The ghost train is weird. I don't hate on the ghost train. I love me some ghost train. Just suplex that ghost train. Just like, just like get right in its face. Exactly. Uh, but, but anyway, I love... Final Fantasy 15. I think that it is, it was a strong game. It wasn't the best Final Fantasy game I've ever played, but it was fun and it was charming and it was like uh Bishonen, you know, road trip party, the game. Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things I did after we created the list, but before we started actually writing the copy, because the first thing this was, folks, is this was a spreadsheet. If you know me, you know, this was just a spreadsheet. The first thing I did is I kind of I, I made the list. I had some people add to it, and it was initially we it was like thirty five games. We cut it down to twenty five, and the I, I forced myself to defend why Final Fantasy fifteen should stay on the list because for some people it might be a little weird, right? And so part of me was like, I wanted the real reason is I wanted to include both Final Fantasy fifteen and Dragon Quest. 11 on there because they are they represent the most modern entries in both the final fantasy and the dragon quest series and i think those are staples on playstation exactly and i think final fantasy 15 is remarkable enough for what it does that it is worth uh worth exploring if if you come into the playstation and say i want to family-friendly role-playing game, I'm going to point you to Dragon Quest and I'm going to point you to Final Fantasy along with some of the other indie games and stuff. But those two are really important to me. I also, fun fact, Final Fantasy 15 is the only game, period, full stop, to ever make me hungry. 
That's fair. It made me hungry frequently. And I think I also might have bought a lot of cup of noodles because of Final Fantasy 15. <laughs> you know, for real, it's not. E this is not even a joke. I reviewed Final Fantasy 15 for Pixelkin back when I actually used to freelance for them when Nicole Tanner was their editor, a uh, friend of the show. And the... Uh, I remember the the cup noodles promotions and at first I was a little taken aback. And yeah, then I, I was like, I you was know what? Too. And then I said, you know what? It's just stupid enough that I'm in. And I think that that was the that that phrase, it's just stupid enough that I'm in applies to a lot with this video game and so I'm fine. Also, some of the monsters are breathtakingly massive when you have to fight them and it is like so leviathan like leviathan, leviathan. Is bonkers how about that turtle boss at the end unbelievable that's literally a mountain that was uh, no spoilers it's literally a mountain it's literally a mountain you'll understand when you see it so also it was unfinished you can buy that's the other problem in the beginning it just didn't it just wasn't done they did a not. lot to it and uh, so I would encourage everybody, this thing that we have linked is the Royal Edition. Yes. Do that one because it yep. has all the DLC and all sorts of stuff in it. You will appreciate it more if you play that one. Yeah. And so not what we played originally. Because not what we played when originally. We got, because when we got to the end of it, we're just like, what? Did you, what? Huh? Are you sure? Yep. There's a lot of are you sure's going on there. Steve and I didn't know each other yet, but it was we were sharing. We definitely were talking to each other. Like, what is going on? So let's move on to the Xbox list. Yes. And, and kind us. of wrap this one up. So Xbox, uh, what what on here catches your eye? Anything? There's lots of stuff on here that catches my eye. So one of the first things on here that I want to talk about is new Super Lucky's Tale. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, man. Yeah, for real. This game is a is a blast. Like legitimately from haha -ha, top to tail. And it is a big, bushy foxtail, uh, is a ton of fun. I reviewed this for Super Parent, and I had just a wonderful time playing New Super Lucky's Tale. I mean, these folks, they get platformers. It feels very much so like they took the things that we loved about platformers back in the late 90s, the early aughts. Um, we're talking like Banjo-Kazooie and Ratchet and & Clank and... Um, Donkey Kong Country, like all of the great animal platformers. And they took all of those elements and then they put them in a game and then they made that game better over time because there's Super Lucky's Tale, which came out in 2017. And then there's new Super Lucky's Tale, which came out last year as like a remastered edition. And it is brilliant. It is like all the ways in which that you would, would have wanted Super Lucky's Tale to be cleaned up and refinished and just smoothed off a little bit more is just, it's great. It's really, really great. Uh, so the conceit of the game is this is a sequel to Lucky's Tale. And you are, you are following in the footsteps of one Lucky Swift tale as you and your family try to protect the Book of Ages and all of the characters and worlds within. And you're trying to protect them from like evil kitties, essentially. Um, and yeah, it's, it's silly. It's cute. The story is, eh, it's not great, but you don't want to play Super Lucky's Tale for new or new Super Lucky's Tale for the story. You want to play yeah. gameplay because the gameplay yeah. is rad. 
especially if this is what I really like about Super Lucky's Tale is this is a game that was is a great game for parents our age. Yeah. Who remember Super Mario 64 and that to that early 3D platformer era. Oh, yeah. And re- but remember it with, you know, rose colored glasses because <laughs> we forget how terrible so many of those games were. And this game yes. really evokes all the positive feelings and uses modern gameplay mechanics and modern technology and, you know, 20 plus years of design to make it better. So that's absolutely super lucky sale. That game is on here for a reason. And yep. the biggest one is because it is very, very good. Mm-hmm. For me, I want to talk about this, and I'm going to call back to the PlayStation list while I talk about it. And okay. it is one significant difference, and that is on the PlayStation or on the Xbox list, we have Kingdom Hearts three, whereas on the PlayStation list, we have the Kingdom Hearts All in One Collection. And right. so you might say to yourself, Steve, why do you have two different Kingdom Hearts games on here? And I'll tell you why. It's because if if the Kingdom Hearts All in One Collection was on Xbox, that's what I would have put here. True. <laughs> because, but it doesn't exist there yet. Will it happen? Probably. Maybe. Because Square Enix likes money. If there's not a legal reason why they cannot do so, they will certainly make money. So I wanted to include Kingdom Hearts games on this list because Kingdom Hearts is, you don't play Kingdom Hearts for the story. Like five people do. Like Jonathan Dornbush and Alexa Ray Korea and like one other nerd play it for the story. The rest of us play it because we just want to, be dumb and dual wield keyblades in Frozen's world, right? That's what 100%. we're there. Hundred percent. I am not there for the story. The story is so convoluted and spread out over games that I've never played because I'm like, what? The only offshoot game I've ever played is Dream Drop Distance, and I didn't know what the heck was going on in that game. So uh, okay, I'm, I'm pretty sure fifty percent of the developers didn't know what was going on in that game, and that's okay. I truthfully say that the story is stupid. And I mean it, but I don't mean that as a knock on it. That's just the no, story there... and badness is stupid also, but I play that. Well, I mean, like, there are people that genuinely do love the story in Kingdom Hearts, and that's great. They're awesome. Go with God. I'm going and... to <laughs> high-five them. Oh, yeah. Like, 100%. You are amazing. You go forth with your bad self. But the rest <laughs> of us are going to dual-wield Keyblades with Elsa and Anna. Correct. And those are the kind of people that are going to write books about this stuff. And guess what? They literally do. And that's great. And I and enjoy that's it. Rad. And I'm, uh, and I appreciate that. In the meantime, what I wanted to do is include these things because they're fun experiences. They're neat. And if you, if you truly just avoid the story entirely, they are really fun games to play. And so on Xbox, Kingdom Hearts 3 is the only choice. I chose the all-in-one collection simply because it's a better value. You get more games. Also, it's not like getting the you know, getting the all-in-one collection precludes you from getting Kingdom Hearts 3 if you decide that you like them. I just think the all-in-one collection, for 50 bucks, you get like 11 games. You get one and two, and they all play the same. That's the other thing, is that Kingdom Hearts 3 came out this year, but it absolutely plays like a PS2 game. And For better and for worse. For better or for worse. What's great about that is that means that if you really like play, if you really like Kingdom Hearts one, then you will absolutely love Kingdom Hearts three. That's just how it works. So I wanted to throw out that little distinction there. Uh, but now that I've clarified, I do want to talk about another game though. Can we talk about the Messenger just very briefly? You, t- I know how much you love the Messenger. So if you want to sing the gospel 
for yeah. for our folks, please do. This is this just me shilling for another Pop Agenda game? Um, no. So, no, no we are not I'm, shilling. I am not shilling, but I am going to shout briefly. Ew. The Messenger is freaking amazing. It is the best Ninja Gaiden game to be put out in quite some time. And I've heard this. It is funny and self-aware, and I do love self-aware humor. Oh, me too. And picture it's smart. Like, and it's, it is very smart. And it also has what amounts to one of the coolest gameplay mechanics I've, I've seen in a while in that it has a really cool time travel mechanic where the, you start as an 8-bit game and then you travel to the past and it's a 16-bit game. And there's a whole bunch of moving between times to get through different levels. And boy, is this game challenging and hard and it really makes you work to get through various levels and i love it uh, the also the demon that floats around with you definitely makes fun of you every time you die and i like that it's very funny so i i definitely encourage again this is another relatively inexpensive game it's on everything this thing's on pc switch ps4 uh and xbox it will be on the next gens, and it also has a, a free DLC pack where the ninja goes on vacation to the beach. True. So yeah, that's the messenger. It, you must, it's a cool it, game. This is if you like eight bit retro platformers, of which there are a lot of people like it, or if you really loved Ninja Gaiden back in the day. Mm-hmm. This is Ninja Gaiden from back in the day, only it's better. That's beautiful. That is an elevator pitch. It's Ninja Gaiden from back in the day, only better. Put that on the box. Put that is that is some back of the box quote right there. All right, what? we gotta we're gonna shift. Ha 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 ha. We're gonna shift, shift gears. Oh, you're talking about a race car game, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> but you know which one I'm talking about, right? Like right off the bat, you gotta know what I'm talking about. Oh, I definitely know, but I'm not gonna spoil it. All right, we're gonna talk about Forza Horizons Four. This game is ridiculous. It is ridiculous in all the best ways. I love arcade racers. Like, don't get me wrong. You know, racing Sims, mama can also get down with. But I love arcade racers. Just like I love arcade space games. Like, arcade is my jam. I don't necessarily want to fiddle with stuff. I just want to make my cars look cool. I want my racer to look cool. I want to make cool, I want to do cool tricks. And I want to kick a lot of booty. But like in races. So. Forza Horizons has always been that, and it just gets better over time. So Forza Horizon 4 is, like, they're still adding content to this game. Like, this game came out in 2018. They are still adding content, which is amazing. They have seasonal content that you can do. You have, like, fun races that you can put together. They added a Lego expansion. They added a Lego expansion. I think that there's even... um, did they do? No, that was a different game. Never mind. I was thinking about Hot Wheels, but I think that that might have been uh, Rocket League. Now that I think of it, um, you continue. So, I'll Google it. That sounds good. So the thing I, that I love most about this game is that it's got a really funny story that goes along with it, where it's just like, "Hey, you are a very hot shot, up and coming racer, and we would like you to come to the the Horizon." Uh, tournament that we're holding it's like this big celebration essentially and you show up and they're like all right we want, okay we like you we like your style we'd like you to go race in downtown dublin how do you feel about this feel good awesome we're gonna put you in downtown dublin at night and we want you to wreck everything 
Also, would you mind being in this commercial? We want you to do this big jump. We need you to like just be crazy and do amazing stuff with these stunts. Okay, now that you've done that, we want you to get right back on the racetrack, but also we are going to make it even more bonkers by making it rain. And then when you're done, that and it just goes on and on and on. And, and eventually, along... you drive in a warthog from Halo. Correct. Because of I course mean, you do. Because of the course Hot you Wheels do. thing was Forza Horizon Three, by the way. That was three. Okay. I was thinking. So yes, I, different I, game. It was. It was a different game, but that's okay. It was a different version of this game. Yeah, it's like so anyway, Forza Horizon Four is a ridiculously good time if you are looking to switch your brain off and just race around and have a ridiculously fun time and not be worried about the time that you're spending in it and you just kind of want to kick back and have a blast i love forza horizon 4 so much so much also it has a battle royale of course it does everything has battle royale but it's really kind of good i've heard very good things about it Quietly one of Evan's favorite games. He really he it surprised him. Also, it's on Game Pass, which means if you have Game Pass, which means it's, it's a first zero party game. Yeah. yeah. All of the Forza games are first party games at Microsoft. Yep. All right. So one more, and I think we'll wrap this up. All right. So what's your pick? Let's see. What is the pick? I'm gonna talk. There's so many of these that people just know, right? So I'm going to talk about one that I guarantee you that no one on, that is listening to this has heard of other than you and me, and that is Riverbond. Let's do it, because I'm not super familiar with this game, but I have heard very good things. Well, first I want to talk about that, that Riverbond was one of the EFG games of the show for E3 2017. So our first trip to E3, this was uh, good. Uh, my good friend John Robles' pick. That's for awesome. Game of the year. So if you want, a, John has good to, taste. John has, he does have good taste. And if you want to hear a video of him for the first time in his life on camera and having a mini nervous breakdown while shouting about a game, you definitely can watch it. He loves every minute. It's very good. Um, that is, uh, so Riverbond is Gauntlet and Minecraft squa- squished together. This really is kind of Minecraft Dungeons before Minecraft Dungeons came out. So uh, it is. But it's a little bit more arcadey. You're, you know, you're kind of goofing around. My favorite part about this is you can make your character be a slice of watermelon or a donut. Just make it a donut. You just roll around. I'm not even joking. You're like, you're, Amanda's making a face at me, and then she's like, "You know what? Steve wouldn't say that if it wasn't true." Nope, I just believe because you. it's completely ridiculous. And yes, that would make him want this game more riverbond is it's a four-player multiplayer experience it really is just a pixelated gauntlet and the only thing that that is tough is that minecraft dungeons exists now however and minecraft dungeons is phenomenal it's so good however i think riverbond is also worth exploring because it is a simpler experience the thing with Minecraft Dungeons is there are some systems laid in there, right? You got yep. lots of cooldowns and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Riverbond, you got two weapons. You got your melee, you got your range. That's it. Uh, and everything, and you can destroy everything. Also, you can be a donut. And you can't be a donut in Minecraft Dungeons as of you right now. You cannot be a donut in Minecraft Dungeons as of today. So that's Riverbond. We, 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 it was like I said, it was one of our games in the show for E3 2017. And 
they I saw them at PAX East the next year, and they actually had our quote, like our award of game of the show on their banner. Oh. Uh, I am Bless. not ashamed to tell you that I cried oh. openly uh, in front of them. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very fun time. This game, and it's it's available on Xbox One. It's also on PC, Nintendo Switch, PS4. It's on everything. I think this is a remarkably good Switch game. I know it's on the Xbox list, but I think this is definitely a remarkably good Switch game. Awesome. It got, it really, it just got bumped out by way too many first-party games on the Switch list. But this is one that you definitely you can't miss out on Riverbond. Awesome. So those are the ER, EFG Essentials. Yeah. This was... That's a lot of games. I and mean, it was just this, a fraction. And this is just a fraction of it. So this is what I would recommend, folks. I would encourage you to look them up and see what, you know, see what, what's on there. Maybe you disagree. That's fine. Leave some comments. If you have other recommendations, leave those in the comments as well. Because this is one of those things where if people make more suggestions, it just makes the list longer, right? As you list, as people include comments there. So we would absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. The way these products are going to work, and I'm calling them products because these are not just articles that we're going to leave, set, and forget. We're actually yep. all – Amanda and I have already scheduled our appointment to go back and revisit these before Q4 of 2020. Yep. And the idea is – Games that come out between then and now, like, say, Paper Mario and the Origami King, if they are, uh, or Panzer Paladin, um, if those kind of games may find their way onto these lists, and they'll find their way changed. Also, obviously, Madden's coming out. My guess is that unless Madden 21 is fundamentally broken and it will replace the original, that kind of thing, we're just going to be updating this every quarter. And Ooblets. Oh, my goodness. Ooblets on Xbox. Wow. I mean, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? But um, that's the point with these. And we're always – we're going to record a podcast where we talk about the changes when they oh, go. So you'll be absolutely. able to keep up with us. But these are uh, – bookmark them. Share them with your friends because this is, again, a great source to easily recommend 25 games for every console to any family. So, Amanda. Yes. Would you believe it if I told you that that was episode 227? I absolutely not believe podcast. you. I would not believe you. I can't We've believe got... no one has taken our license away. I know. Um, we're, eventually, we're going to have to figure out when your first episode was so that we know when you've been on for 100, just so that we can throw a party. I legitimately should... don't even know. I don't even know. We'll have to figure it out. Maybe maybe the man behind the curtain will know. The man I mean, behind the curtain th- always knows. He definitely knows. He knows everything. So Because uh, there definitely should be cake. I love cake. Just saying. So, everybody, thank you very much for listening to Amanda and I talk about video games. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording. We will be back next week to talk about more EFG Essentials, but next time we'll be talking about board games. Until then, you have yourself a wonderful day, and don't forget to get your family game on. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. Bye. Music for the Engaged Family Gaming Podcast is Android Sock Hop by Kevin McLeod, an audio production by Six Pack Nerds Productions.